Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello, all, and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. I'm Lauren. When did you get back in? Well, it's not going to sound that dramatic. <laughs> I got back in uh, last night around like four. Well, I got back to I, I landed around four forty-five p.m. yesterday. Oh, I guess we should tell the people uh, where have you been? Oh, I went to Missoula, Montana. And what was in Missoula, Montana, other than uh, cows? <laughs> I didn't really see very many cows. Oh. It's not a great place for cows. It's like a city in a bowl, and then. Around this bowl is like the 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 walls of the bowl are mountains, so there's not really any pasture land. We call that a valley. Yeah, this is a particularly interesting and steep one. The office I work out of is in Missoula, Montana, so I go once a year, and it's really pretty out there. It's uh, especially at the time of year. It's green. There are wildflowers. I found an opal in the creek. I love opals. Yeah, it's a black opal. It's not very. Uh, it's not. Super high quality, but I was waiting in the creek with this guy who likes looking at rocks and stuff, hoping to find fossils and things. And and I was looking around with him, and I saw this flash of blue, and I was like, that is a really strange color. So I picked it up, and I was, it's a black opal. Is it enchanted? Does it grant wishes? Does it summon a, a being of any kind? Uh, if anything, so far as in a, it has imparted a minor curse. <laughs> uh I leading up to this trip, my week was kind of tough. I, I was sleep deprived, and uh, I had to get up on on Monday morning. Oh, I went on a bike trip this weekend because I have excellent planning skills, with a lot of <laughs> elevation gain. And then that morning, I had to get up for a five forty a.m. flight. So I got into Missoula exhausted, and then I didn't sleep very well while I was there, in part because I was on an air mattress, and on when the nights were cool, it stole all my heat away. But then there were other nights where it was great, and but then also I didn't sleep very well because I have no self-control, and I was playing Legend of Zelda. <laughs> You're welcome. Tears of the Kingdom. Fuck you, Russ. <laughs> So uh, I was, as you mentioned, extremely exhausted by the end of the trip, and I had to get up for another 5.40 a.m. flight to get to get back to Portland. Uh, the night before, they delayed it by half an hour, which meant I would miss my connecting flight, but whatever. It's like, that's another half hour I could sleep. So I slept in that extra half hour, and I got to the airport. It was delayed some more. It was delayed some more. And it was delayed some more. It was delayed for six fucking hours and 20 minute increments, so you couldn't do anything. Yes, the best kind of delays. Yeah, uh. so at, at three hours into it, they like ha- illegally have to let you off the plane. But we all kept staying there because they kept being like, it'll just be like 20 more minutes. No, we shouldn't get off the plane. And that kept happening. Finally, I was like, clearly we're not getting on the plane. This is- flight is not leaving. So... I finally got off and was like, in like the the flight attendants were very discouraging, but I got off anyway. I would have gotten off a lot earlier if like I had been more awake, because at some <laughs> point like <laughs> my rebellious streak would have been like, hey, I don't have to take this. But uh, I was too tired to be rebellious, or and like there's a time honored tradition of just whining about your airline delays on the internet. I was too tired to complain, Russ. <laughs> Did you notice you heard nothing about it until this morning? No, I, I, didn't, too, hear, I didn't hear I was about too it. exhausted. Well, name and shame. Who's the airline? Fuck you, Delta. Ah, uh, Delta. Come 
fly the fuck you skies. Yeah, the, uh, and I, of course it could be the Missoula airport. The last time I flew to Missoula, they lost my luggage. And this time they uh, <laughs> delayed me for six hours. Oh, and then when I got to Salt Lake City, which was like my my layover, that flight got delayed too. But this time it was really only by 20 minutes. Actually, half an hour. I'm looking up photos of the Missoula airport on the internet. It's tiny. And I, I think this one person has taken a photo of every gate at the airport. <laughs> That's helpful. And, and, Maybe. And it appears in one frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's real tiny. They said a layover like this, I mean, a delay like this wouldn't have happened at a bigger airport because they have other planes they can use, and here they don't. <laughs> but but we just got the one. Yeah, it was just the one. Uh, and it had something wrong with its fuel gauge or something. I don't know. See, now I kind of weirdly want to visit Missoula. It's really pretty. And it's also, like, very... I. I felt oh. that there are so many queer people in Missoula and Missoula and Montana is going so hard at stomping on queer people. It really is heartbreaking. But Missoula, they're great. They're wonderful. And, you know, keep being you. Well, it's so weird because, I mean, what does Montana have other than land? And I, I love that that prioritization where it's like we're a barely relevant state that exists to have two red senators and rather than you know building an amusement park or something that people would want to come to we just hate rainbows yeah missoula's uh state representative is a trans woman and she's really cool but they did everything they could to kick her out of the state congress Oh, look at this. Right across the street from the Missoula, Montana airport. It's called that. It's called the Missoula, Montana airport. They don't have like a sponsor or a named after person. It's just, you know, no, yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's the one that's here. It's uh, uh, right it's uh, abbreviation is MSO for what reason? I don't know. Well, Missoula, MSO. Well. It's like Toronto is YYZ. I, okay. MSO. I get the M and maybe an S, but. I guess some A was taken or U was taken. I would learn that all Canadian airports start with Y. But anyway, uh, right across the street from the Missoula, Montana airport, MSO, is Big Sky Brewing. It is literally like a 10-minute walk. That's amazing. It really is. Jumped off the airplane, gone and had seven beers, and then come back. Oh, yeah. I really could have. Like, anything could have happened except staying there. But they kept telling us, in 20 minutes, we'll leave. For six fucking hours. For six hours. And I was so exhausted that I couldn't find my phone or my charger, which would have powered my switch and my phone. <laughs> and I had to eventually when I got off the plane, I bought another charger. And then I realized I had my charger all along. I was just too exhausted to find it. <laughs> Apparently, all you need to do to make me really complacent is uh, <laughs> make me very sleep deprived. Exhaust you. Yeah, exhaust me, and then I will become a good little girl who does what she's told. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, That's how cults work. (laughs) It's also how fetish sites work. (laughs) Well, good news, I have a poem. Oh, good, because I do not feel great, and I have no ideas, and I only woke up in order to do this podcast. That's so kind of you. I'm reading Zebra Question. 
Okay. I asked the zebra, are you black with white stripes or white with black stripes? And the zebra asked me, are you good with bad habits or are you bad with good habits? Are you noisy with quiet times or are you quiet with noisy times? Are you happy with some sad days or are you sad with some happy days? Are you neat with some sloppy ways or are you sloppy with some neat ways? And on and on and on and on and on and on he went. I'll never ask a zebra about stripes again. There's a picture. You know, a little picture of a, uh, a zebra with a wide, almost rictus smile, uh, clearly laughing at a crudely drawn boy who is uh, who has a notepad in his hand. So he he came to uh, he came to ask these questions. The tone of this, the, when the way you read it, is very different than than the tone that when I read it. Oh, okay. For me, like the zebra has fucking had it, and it is just like giving this kid a barrage of questions in order to make him feel bad about himself. Oh, well, do you want to do it your way? I asked the zebra, are you black with white stripes or white with black stripes? And the zebra asked me, are you good with bad habits or are you bad with good habits? Are you noisy with quiet times or are you quiet with noisy times? Are you happy with some sad days or are you sad with some happy days? Are you neat with some sloppy ways or are you sloppy with some neat ways? And on and on and on and on and on he went. I'll never ask a zebra about stripes again. I like it. Well, I chose this poem because I love common misconceptions. And the answer is zebras are black with white stripes. Cool. Yeah. There you go. That's the answer. Thanks, philosophers. The answer is they're black with white stripes. And how do we know that? Uh, this is... We'll start with the Encyclopedia Britannica, and then we can go from there. Okay. Um, all of a zebra's fur, both black and white, grows from follicles that contain melanocyte cells. These cells are present in all animals, and they're primarily responsible for generating the pigment that gives color to skin and hair. In both cases, melanocyte cells produce melanin, the pigment, that is outwardly visible. In zebras, chemical messengers determine which melanocytes deliver pigment to which section of fur thus creating the zebra's black and white pattern. What's important about zebras is that their white fur represents an absence of melanin. White is not its own pigment. Since white stripes only exist because pigment is denied, black is understood to be the default color of a zebra. Beneath all that fur, zebras also have black skin. A shaved zebra without any stripes just looks like another all-black horse. Huh, that's interesting. And cats, you get different colored skin. Yes. But I like that there are these quote-unquote philosophical questions, and that's what this poem is actually about, is the philosophy of, well, are you this or are you that, or is, it, is this a false dichotomy? You're not actually either of those things. But it's it presented through this philosophical lens of, oh, are zebras black with white stripes or white with black stripes? And there's a clear answer. And I love it when you have pseudo-philosophical things that have, or, or deep mysteries like propagated by the internet that have really simple solutions. Mm -hmm. Also, it seems like this is not one where you really needed our modern technology in order no. to figure it out. You could have just shaved a zebra. Just, and just shave out. the zebra and find out. <laughs> But I imagine shaving a zebra would be a tall order. Unless they're dead. I'm sure Unless it's, I'm they're sure, dead. I'm sure a tanner knew, <laughs> knew some tanner who tanned. Actually, you know what? Here's the thing. People who made clothes out of zebra skin in Africa, they knew. They, 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 they knew. 
I remember being a kid and watching an old Simpsons episode where Lisa was trying to put Bart in a philosophical mood or like a Zen state of mind. And she asked him, the old Cohen, what's the sound of one hand clapping? And he goes, piece of cake and goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just starts whapping with one hand. And I would also learn that apparently, and this is probably apocryphal, but I'm going to pretend that it's not because I like Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, I would learn maybe that at one point, Don Johnson, the actor, asked Hunter S. Thompson the same question. What's the sound of one hand clapping? And Hunter slapped him. (laughs) I like that. But in any case, uh, Hunter S. Thompson also made a bunch of shit up. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I love that he did. I love that he did. But you can't. You can't assume that anything he said happened actually happened. No, I don't I don't believe for a moment that this story is true. I just want it to be true, and so yeah. it is. But even getting further than that, there's so many of these old-timey mysteries, usually that showed up on, like, Unsolved Mysteries when I was a kid or Creepypasta when I was an adult, of like, oh, here's a spooky thing that happened. And it ends up being not a mystery or not spooky at all. Like, when you were a kid, I, I might have mentioned this on this podcast before, but I was, when I first learned about the Bermuda Triangle and all these ships are quote unquote disappearing, I was incensed. I was like, why is no one doing anything about this? I asked my dad about the Bermuda Triangle and he was just like, weather systems. And come to find out, once we started using GPS, the Bermuda Triangle just went away. Right, right. But also, even though uh, weather systems maybe isn't like, the real thing it was just such a it was just such an easy answer though like uh even if it wasn't true it was such an easy rational like question that didn't you you couldn't attach any fear to like oh it's just weather systems and not only that weather systems over one of the world's busiest shipping channels yes yes oh yes and oh i remember hearing about this one for uh when i was a kid too the uh the lost roanoke colony do you remember this oh yeah powhatan don't worry, guys, we'll bring back supplies after this particularly harsh winter and some people go back to England to come back with supplies they promise and they get back and the entire colony has disappeared and yeah. they've just carved one mysterious word. Which I think was a, Pal- what was it? Was it Powhatan? Or is, was it is Croatan. Croatan, not Powhatan. Croatan. Well, that is embarrassing. Yeah. Croatan. Oh, no. And uh, so all these colonists disappeared with leaving behind one mysterious word, never minding the fact that that is an island that's nearby. It's Croatan Island. And there's a whole lot of descendants that have unusually pale skin and really light eyes. I know, it's such a racist answer. They were like, it's such a mystery. Why? Like, I couldn't imagine that the settlers would be like, hey, these people over here are actually being very compassionate. And we like them. (laughs) Being very compassionate. Right. (laughs) They're being very compassionate. And also, like, you know, they're nice to us. They're our friends. We're just going to go with them because you guys abandoned us and these people didn't. Most of the the unknown Viking runes uh, were successfully translated. And most of them ended up being graffiti. (laughs) They weren't magical spells. There's one that's like, Sven's fucked your mom here. Like... (laughs) Yeah, a lot of we the have, answers are like humans are, are are were then as they are now. We have been exactly the same for ages. There was a there's a cryptid called the Hopkinsville Goblin. This is from Kentucky, a uh, hundred or so years ago, and people had a good freak out one night when they saw a mysterious goblin 
Uh, it had a giant head, big ears, glowing eyes, claws for hands. It was a great horned owl. <laughs> you know, they do actually spend some time on the ground. Yet when they're goblins. they actually It's very normal for baby great horned owls, even when they're pretty close to adult size, to be spending a lot of time on the ground. Because they fell the nest all the time and just live there. Here's one of my favorite ones. Multiple photo historians independently unearthed over 8,000 photos of the same man dated between 1930 and 1970. Now, these were from all over the place, usually in America. But uh, old-timey photos, this one dude kept showing up in them. And at like 8,000, that's a lot of photos for one guy to independently show up in. And this was a quote-unquote mystery until his nephew turned up and said, yeah, he owned a chain of photo booths. He, w- he was testing That's the photo That's amazing! He's like, oh, it's so- is he a time traveler? Is he a teleporter? No, he, he, he was working on the photo booths that he owned. That's amazing. And so it's like, I love... Mysteries are a lot of fun, but I love the grain of salt that has to come with them, where it's mm-hmm. like, this is there's nothing mysterious happening here. In reality, I don't care about the mysterious time traveler that jumps between photographic locations. I want to know more about this guy. Like, yeah. I want to hear about his life and, you know, him traveling the country and all of the, like, the adventures he got into driving a car around America between 1930 and 1970, servicing photo booths. That's got to be a great story. Yeah. That saw. That would be so much cooler than he's got magic powers. Someone should write a historical novel about that dude. That doesn't involve time travel. The zebra palm, I, um, these days they try to uh, not ask the question, especially with children. And that makes a lot of sense of like, you're not a bad person. You're a person who has done some bad things. And I think where do you where do you have the bridge between where do you cross the bridge between uh being a good person who's done bad things, which we all are too. No, you're just a bad person. That is very easy. When given the opportunity to change, when when presented with an opportunity to change yourself in a better way, do you take it? Well, what if I mean I think I'm a mostly good person who has done bad things. I maybe agree. there's maybe there are some of the bad things that I wouldn't change because I don't feel like it. Does no, that no, make no. me a bad person? But, but also, if there are things that are really destructive to other people or to yourself, you I have never known you to just double down and say, get fucked, I'm going to keep lighting things on fire. <laughs> it's true. Like if you like if you're the person that you're a serial arsonist, and you start a whole fuck ton of forest fires. Then you go to prison, and then you get let out of prison, and you immediately start a forest fire. You're a horrible person. Like, so maybe there's that, something. In, maybe there's so, that, there is something intrinsic though, then, where you're a bad person based on your lack of desire to stop affecting people in bad ways. I agree. But also, I've always done, like, we've all done bad things that no one will ever find out about. And, like, there's people out there in the world that will forever regard us as bad people because of this one thing we did. But Well, what if I don't think of myself as being, that as being bad? There are some things where I've been like, well, I could have done that better, but the 
intention the the intention was to do something that was somebody else would regard as bad and maybe i could have handled it better but i still would have done that thing but sure but your badness isn't i started a fire that left ten thousand people homeless your bad thing was i went to a german prison for flipping off a german (laughs) i don't have any regrets russ that i didn't go to a prison i didn't even get arrested (laughs) <laughs> and that's so weird that there is a country where it is illegal to insult someone. How does it work? You will forever be my friend who went to the German prison. <laughs> for flipping off German. For pro- flipping like, off Germans. And I don't care that that's not For flipping off the German pseudo Nazis. Proto Nazis. I don't know. Not proto Nazis because they've already been Nazis. But like, yeah, what do you call it when they're like pretending they're not something? I don't know. They're Nazis. Cosplayers. <laughs> what what are we cosplaying as today? Nazis. Huh, they're is, not 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 Nazis. Is this a cosplay or is this a putsch? Ah, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Come on, guys. We're cosplaying as Nazis at the brewery. <laughs> Wait, they tried that a hundred years ago. It didn't go well. Oh, they think it went well. <laughs> well, when do you leave uh, where are you heading next? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> but yes, I am. Uh, I'm going to Maryland at the end of the month. Oh, cool. Well, do you have any uplifting thoughts for our I'm listeners? so tired, Russ. I'm so tired. Oh, but I did get to sleep in my own bed last night. That was that's pretty uplifting. A, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess my uplifting thought, I, I've started my new job, and there are bunnies who live on the lawn. Cute. Cute. Cute.